Christ has risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Good morning, saints, and a very warm welcome to you all and greeting to you as you join us this Easter morning. And a warm greeting to you as you join us for this virtual ecumenical celebration service. I'm sure you're all aware due to the restrictions of COVID-19, we're not able to meet in our own church buildings this morning as we would have done. And during this service, we will be uh, praying for those that we are concerned about, anxious for, those people we know who may be suffering from COVID-19, or those people we may know who are working with those who are suffering. But this morning, uh, where we are not able to be in our own church buildings with our own immediate faith family, for all the bad things that COVID-19 may be responsible for, there is something good that has happened as a consequence of the coronavirus. This morning, we instead join together across the town, albeit virtually, as one church, one faith family, one uh, group of people joining together to worship one God who is risen and victorious. This morning's service should only last about 30 minutes and it, different elements of it will be brought to you by the different members of the clergy that meet together regularly in the town to pray for this town we all love and we know God loves too. Part of the service will include communion. It's an opportunity for us to celebrate that meal that Jesus gave his disciples so that we all might remember what he has done for us. To make communion work, of course, it means that before the service gets fully underway, you do need to uh, make sure you've got a glass of red wine or something similar and a piece of bread handy uh, for when John leads us in communion later. Uh, we only have one worship song uh, as part of our service this morning, but the joy of watching this on your computers is that you should have access to YouTube so you can put on as much worship as you like and uh, enjoy it for the rest of the day if that's what you choose to do. Um, but our song this morning has been brought to us by our brothers and sisters up at the King's Lodge and um, they tried very hard to um, abide by social distancing rules so we can assure you that no one has been put in any harm or danger in the making of this film. <laughs> the things we do in this service the way we pray, the way we worship, maybe even the message that comes to you might be different from the way you normally have a service on a Sunday morning. But the joy of us being Christians together is that we are one family united under the headship of one amazing God. So despite all of the little differences uh, that we have between us, we are united by one monumental and glorious truth that Jesus Christ died for us Amen. and he rose again. That not only did he defeat his own physical death, but he defeated the spiritual death that we were all doomed to experience before we knew him. So this morning, let us celebrate together, praising the one true God we can all agree on. Good morning, church. I invite you to pray with us. Loving and living God, the God of church leaders and faithful who preceded us. The God of church leaders and faithful will succeed us. We are here virtually gathered 
in the name of Jesus the Christ to worship you, to celebrate, and indeed to bless your name. In the power of the risen Christ, as Nonitan churches together, we join our hearts and hands and voices to offer you our praise and thanksgiving, our hand clapping and dancing, in joyful songs, and hymns in the fellowship of your church, most of whom are today self-isolating. In the power of the risen Christ, you bring Easter joy out of a Good Friday experience and fold us and sustain us in your resurrection power. You dwell within the praises of your people. Abide with us as we worship. You walk with us on the Emios road of life. Open our eyes to see you anew on this Easter Sunday. You appear to Mary Magdalene and to numerous disciples. Stand among us on this glorious day. You breathe your spirit into the disciples gathered in the upper room. Likewise, give your breath to those who are struggling to breathe today and fill our families with life-giving peace this day and in the days ahead. As we worship, may we be able to say like Mary and with Mary, I have seen the Lord. I pray, we pray, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord our reason, Lord. Amen. So now, let's join together with Christians all across Nuneaton and throughout the world and throughout history as we profess our faith together in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Good morning, everyone. What a joy to be able to worship all together. We at the King's Lodge here 
as Youth with Mission, would love just to bring a song of great praise and sing along with us, oh praise the name of the Lord our God.
from St. John's Gospel, chapter 20, 1 to 18. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early, and while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and she came to Simon Peter, and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. And Peter therefore went out, and the other disciple, and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together, and the other disciples outran Peter, and came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down, looking in, saw the linen cloth lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came following him, and went into the tomb and saw the linen cloth lying there, and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen cloth, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who came to the tomb first, went in also, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not know the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciple went away again into their own homes, but Mary stooped outside by the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now, when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, and did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? And she, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said to him, Rabbioni, which is to say, teacher. And Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and said to them, I am ascending to my father and your father and my god and your god mary magdalene came and told the disciple that she has seen the lord and that he has spoken these things to her this is the living word of god amen this is a strange easter it seems so wrong not to be celebrating together in church but the Easter story speaks to us all the same. Now they say it's darkest before the dawn. So it's fitting that John tells us that it was still dark when Mary came to the tomb. We have our own darkness to deal with. We hear so much concern about whether our hospitals will be able to cope 
as the coronavirus pandemic reaches a peak. We are aware of the efforts being made by those in the NHS, often in jobs that aren't well paid but are vital nonetheless. But the first thing to know is that we're not alone. John tells us that Mary, seeing the stone rolled away from the entrance to the tomb, runs to get help, and together with Peter and the other disciple, she goes back to face her fears. For years now, various factors have been driving people apart, but now we are rediscovering the strength of community. Mary turned to friends for help, to the disciples who were like family, and now we realise that need to be like family to each other. But for me, the strongest image in the reading today is the empty tomb. Today, our churches are empty, at least the buildings are. So perhaps we want to ask with Mary, where is Jesus? Where is the body of Christ? Where is the church? Mary was confused and heartbroken at the sight of the empty tomb. And we might be concerned at the sight of empty churches. But the one she is seeking is next to her. And here's a simple truth. Jesus is where he's always been. Not bound by walls or structures. He's in the midst of this pandemic. Holding those who are sick. Crying with those who mourn. He's with the NHS staff with the people stacking shelves in our supermarkets, with the police, the postal workers and the delivery drivers. He's with those who are staying home to protect others. He is with us wherever we are. If only we would open our eyes and recognise him. He's longing for us to say, teacher, to recognise his call to us. And his work isn't finished. Mary might have wanted to hold on to him, but Jesus says, go and tell. This is what the world needs to hear. Do not be afraid. Death has been overcome. We're called to proclaim the love of God in deeds as well as words. So go and tell. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks for this day of new life. And we speak that life over those who are suffering from coronavirus at this time. We pray for their health and their healing, whether through medicine or miracle. We pray for a speedy return to full health. We think particularly of those who we know. Risen Lord, hear our prayer. Father, we think of the NHS and all the workers in it. Would you give them skill and wisdom and strength? And Father, would they have healing in their hands in the battle against coronavirus? Risen Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for our government and decision makers at this time. We pray that they have an abundance of wisdom and that they make decisions which are the best for our country. We pray that they would particularly remember the vulnerable at this time. Risen Lord, hear our prayer. Father, we think of those who are isolated and lonely in this time of social distancing. Would you draw near to them? Would you give them encouragement and strength? 
And Father, would you let them know that they are not alone, they always have a friend with you. Risen Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, we thank you that we can meet together in this way today. But we look forward to the days when we can meet together in our churches and celebrate together. And would we notice that your kingdom has been expanded whilst we've been apart? Would we see people added to your number as we have been out and serving and blessing our communities? Help us to remember to be your hands and your feet at this time. Risen Lord, hear our prayer. And Father, we think of the church worldwide, churches that can't meet together regularly like this, not because of the coronavirus, but because of persecution. Father, would you draw near to them? Would you give them strength and encouragement? And Father, would you bring about a worldwide revival as people start looking towards what's important in life and looking past what they've got? Risen Lord, hear our prayer. In a moment, we're going to be joining together in saying the Lord's Prayer. I'd like to encourage you to use whichever version or language you're most familiar with. I'm going to attempt to uh, sign the Lord's Prayer in British Sign Language. Now, it's been a while since I've done this, so please forgive me if I don't get it exactly right. So let's join together and pray with confidence as our Saviour Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we Forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. The kingdom, the power and the glory are yours. Now and forever. Amen. As Jonathan said earlier, we're going to take communion together this morning, and we're going to do that right now. So if you want to have your bread and your wine ready, that would be excellent. I'm going to read a few verses from Isaiah chapter 53. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. It's such a brilliant thing that today as the church in Nuneaton, we're going to take communion together. So let's do that right now. Let's take our bread and remember how Jesus gave his life for us that we might have newness of life and be new creations. Lord, we do thank you 
for your sacrificial death, that horrible death on the cross, so that we could be saved and made new again. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that your death brings newness of life, not just for us that know you now, but all of those that turn to you and turn from their own ways to follow you. We're going to drink the wine then together. And when we've drunk in it, I'm going to give you a few seconds just to pray your own prayers of thanksgiving and adoration to God. So, Lord, thank you again for dying for us for bringing us to life through what you did for us. Amen. Yes, Lord, we are all so grateful for your love, your kindness and your mercy to us. And we thank you with all that we are. Amen. When Jesus looked out and saw that a large crowd had arrived, he said to Philip, Where can we buy bread to feed these people? He said this to stretch Philip's face. He already knew what he was going to do. Philip answered, Two hundred silver pieces wouldn't be enough to buy bread for each person to get a piece. One of the disciples, it was Andrew, brother to Simon Peter, said, There's a little boy here who has five barley loaves and two fishes, but that's a drop in the bucket for a crowd this size. Jesus said, Make the people sit down. There was a nice carpet of green grass in this place. They sat down, about 5,000 of them. Then Jesus took the bread and having given thanks, gave it to those who were seated. He did the same with the fish. All ate as much as they wanted. When the people had eaten their fill, he said to the disciples, Gather the leftovers so nothing is wasted. They went to work and filled twelve large baskets with leftovers from the five barley loaves. It's a Bible reading you all know so well. And it's a Bible reading that you can share in. We're going to ask today that you make every effort to support the food bank, which is so vital at this difficult time for so many people. I just want you to watch a quick video which shows you the work of one food bank. It's a Salvation Army food bank. It would be, wouldn't it? But our Trussell Trust food bank, which works out of so many churches and with so many of you in this area, does so much of the same brilliant work. Just watch this video and enjoy.
So you've seen the work of a food bank. You've heard the Bible reading. You need to know that you can be just like that little boy in the Bible reading. It can be you that gives that little amount of food that can be so useful. Maybe it won't be multiplied to 5,000 people for every tin of spaghetti that you give. But God will use it. People inspired by God will take it, get it to where it needs to be, and great things will happen. The food bank drop points are still available in the supermarkets. If you're doing a supermarket shop, once you've done the queuing, please buy just a few little bits of extra if you can and leave them there. You can also give the, the food bank money. You can get onto their website and do it electronically. You can drop an envelope with that little bit of money actually labelled for an uneaten food bank with your local vicar, whichever church you go to, and we'll make sure it gets where it needs to go. But support the food bank in this most difficult time. God bless and thank you. Father God, we thank you for the blessings of Easter when we celebrate your death, burial and resurrection. Thank you for churches together who are mindful of the benefits of this season and are unified in sharing this. We pray for a special blessing upon all the churches and leaders in Nuneaton and beyond at this time as we seek your wisdom and direction in this season of uncertainty. We embrace your love, power and soundness of mind, your peace that surpasses human understanding. May your continued protection surround us daily, our homes, communities, churches and world in the holy and exalted name of our resurrected Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Now unto him that is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Saviour be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and ever. Amen.